Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Colgate Shave Cream presents Mr. H.V. Coltenborn, pinch hitting for Bill Stern. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is far away. He's visiting army camps along the way. For the next three weeks till he gets back to keep you posted on the facts, we'll bring you Mr. Coltenborn. Mr. Coltenborn will speak to you in just a moment. But first, a word of explanation. Bill Stern is away on his annual three weeks vacation. During these next three Friday nights, while Bill is away, Colgate has asked Mr. H.V. Cottenborn to pinch hit for Bill. But before we present Mr. Cottenborn, here are a few words for men. Last year, a certain ball player won the batting championship of the National League with a mark of 357. He's Fred to his mother, but to the fans, he's Dixie Walker. And to Dixie Walker, Colgate brushless shave cream is tops. Because Dixie Walker recently wrote Bill Stern... I can remember, Bill, when I was a kid, I longed to have a beard so I could shave. Well, that day came soon enough, and before long, I had my shaving problems with tough whiskers and tender skin. But I found Colgate Brushless Shave Cream the answer to my prayers. My wire whiskers wilt and skidoo when I razor them off with Colgate Brushless. Kind regards from Dixie Walker. Well, men, if it ever, as it ever pained you to part with your whiskers... Take a tip from Dixie Walker and let Colgate Brushless Shave Cream see you through. It's one brushless shave cream that stays moist to the last razor stroke, keeping tough whiskers soft and shavable so your razor can chalk up a no-snag, no-pull performance. No after-irritation either. Wait, I'm not through. At the finish, Colgate Brushless rinses off your razor and face in a flash. If you try Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, and find I'm wrong... Send the top of the carton to Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and you'll get double your money back. Buy Colgate Brushless Shave Cream in the big nine-ounce economy jar tonight. And now, Mr. H.V. Coltenborn. Good evening, everybody. Just to prove that this is a sports broadcast, American League, first night game, Cleveland 3, Boston 2. Second game, Cleveland 4, Boston 2. Washington 6, St. Louis 3. National League. Chicago 11, Philadelphia 3. Second game, Philadelphia 1, Chicago nothing. End of fourth inning. St. Louis 7, Brooklyn 2, fourth inning. You bums, come along there. And now, for the political sports items. The Argentine colonel's government is getting scared. Popular reaction against Argentina's dictatorship is growing. Resentment has become so strong that colonels fear revolution. Tonight, President Farrell, in a radio speech to the country, announced elections by November. He talked like a Democrat. We don't want to name our successors, he said. We will deliver the government to those named by the people. Yes, but will the people wait? General Joseph W. Stilwell, commander of the United States 10th Army, which conquered Okinawa, said tonight that air power cannot knock Japan from the war. He told a press conference, it will take invasion to defeat the Japanese. 
And after defeating Japan at home, we will still have to defeat the Kwantung Army in Manchuria. Vinegar Joe put it this way. The Kwantung Army takes orders from nobody. It has been in Manchuria since 1931, working hard. It has heavy industry there and good supplies. There are two million Japs in Manchuria. We'll have to kill them or sanction a continued occupation of Manchuria. I think the war will last some time. If you want a more hopeful opinion, listen to General Wai Chiang, Chinese Vice Minister of Military Operations. He says tonight, conditions in Japan are deteriorating due to air attack. American forces can now land anywhere, anytime. By the way, General Geiger of the Marines said the same thing today. Once the offensive develops, General Wai continues, Japanese morale will drop. Quick surrender may come. On the 8th anniversary of the Chinese War, President Truman radioed words of hope to China. He said, the clouds are lifting. Our war task is in its final phase. Red Army troops tonight are keeping the peace between Poland and Czechoslovakia. They have occupied a narrow strip of territory in the disputed Teschen area. Polish troops are on one side and Czech troops on the other. Since neither Poland nor Czechs care to fight the Red Army, there will now be peace in this much disputed area. Warsaw and Prague will have time to agree on an exact boundary. Czechoslovakia is entitled to most of Teschen, and the Poles were wrong in seizing Teschen after Munich. Americans are now so much concerned with both home affairs and the Pacific War that they no longer follow European events with the same interest they showed six months ago. The war in Europe is over, so we are inclined to say, let's bring the boys home from Europe and get on with the war in the Pacific. But the war in Europe is not really over. It has just begun. The war of arms is over, at least for the moment, but not the war of ideas. Fascism continues to fight for life in Germany, Italy, Spain, and elsewhere. Communism continues to win victories in Poland, Czechoslovakia, Germany, Hungary, and elsewhere. It may soon win them in Italy and Spain. Between the two, democracy, the creed of free men, is finding it more and more difficult to maintain itself. I disagree with Winston Churchill's pre-election statement that if British Labour wins, it means a Gestapo. He knows better himself. But I do know that if communism wins in Europe, it does mean arbitrary secret police methods to suppress all political freedom. Because the big five powers are united in the determination to keep down fascism, that task should not prove too difficult. But because the most powerful nation in Europe and Asia believes in communism and propagates communism, a large part of Europe and Asia have already been communized. On my recent trip to Europe, it already looked as though communism and not democracy would replace fascism. It may be that we can do little to prevent it. Many Americans say it is none of our business if countries like Poland, Hungary, and Czechoslovakia prefer communism. Several times during the last decade, when I traveled between Stalin's Russia and Hitler's Germany, I myself decided that if, unhappily, I had to choose between the two, I'd prefer Stalin's to Hitler's way of life. Nevertheless, it is an unhappy reflection that defeating Hitler's Nazism may make most of Europe safe for Stalin's communism. I am genuinely grieved when I see a country like Czechoslovakia lost to the democratic cause. Here is a republic, modeled after American political traditions by men who loved freedom, transformed into a totalitarian Russian satellite state. Daniel T. Brigham of the New York Times was the first American correspondent to travel through liberated Czechoslovakia. He tells us that already Sovietization is well underway. Direct political and economic pressure is enforcing communist ideas. Most of the Czechs don't like it. 
but there is nothing they can do about it. Dr. Benish, the able president of the country, has decided that only close political and economic relations with communist Russia can guarantee Czechoslovakia's future. That is why the Czechoslovakian chief of staff said not long ago, the organization, armament, and training of our new army will be identical with that of the Red Army. Only thus will it be possible for the new Czechoslovakian army to make full use of the Red Army's fighting experience and be formed without loss of precious time. Our army is destined for fighting. What this means is that the one-time Republican forces of Czechoslovakia subordinate themselves to the totalitarian forces of the Soviet Union. Czechoslovakia has decided that the end of the war against Hitler leaves Russia strong, leaves France and Britain weak. The Czech minister, Nezhedby, said as much the other day. Here is the way he contrasted Western and Eastern Europe. The Western world is in decline. Western science and civilization are decadent. There can be no doubt where Czechoslovakia belongs. The Czechoslovakian minister of information, Kopecky, put his country's conversion to communism more bluntly. He said, whoever is against the communists is a German agent and an enemy of the Czech Republic. In Czechoslovakia, communist cabinet members control films and radio. Only a shadow of freedom remains in what we used to regard as a model republic. This is Czechoslovakia's answer to France and Britain for the betrayal of Munich. In 1938, France and Britain scorned Russia and sold out Czechoslovakia. In 1945, Czechoslovakia scorns France and Britain and sells out to Russia. What has happened in Czechoslovakia is happening in Poland, in the entire eastern half of Germany, in Hungary, in Romania, in Bulgaria, in Yugoslavia, in Albania. We may deplore it, but it is too late to prevent it. That is why this week we joined with Britain in recognizing a communist-dominated government in Poland. Russia has long had a positive policy in every part of Europe. Russia knew that the elimination of fascism and Nazism would leave a vacuum. She knew that nature abhors a vacuum. She was prepared to fill that vacuum with something positive the moment the vacuum was created. Russia has made a new religion, communism. The Western powers collaborated with Russia in the elimination of fascism and Nazism, but they were not ready to substitute a dynamic creed of their own. As a result, most of Europe is now going communist before our eyes. We permit no politics in the part of Germany we occupy. Russia not only permits, but stimulates communist politics in the part she occupies. In my book, Europe Now, written six months ago, I summarized my impressions of recent developments in the Nazi-occupied countries which I visited and studied. I said then, it is because the communists are more experienced and skillful in exploiting popular discontent that their role in post-war Europe will be far greater than would seem warranted by their actual numbers. It is unfortunate that most communist leaders are more loyal to Soviet Russia than to their own countries. I am definitely apprehensive concerning a possible misuse by Russia of the enormous power which she has earned by her magnificent military achievements. Each time we have stood up against Russia on a matter of principle, she has made concessions that from her point of view were generous. I am convinced that Stalin wants friendship and cooperation with Britain and the United States. She is strong enough to get along without it, but she can get much farther with it. We want friendship, not enmity with Russia, but we can best maintain good relations by standing up for democratic rights in the Europe we helped to free from the Nazi yoke. The privileges we grant to Russia in those parts of Europe which we occupy, she should grant to us in those parts of Europe which she occupies. Let us insist that democracy get at least a chance in Europe. If communism wins in a fair fight, we must accept the result. But let us not continue our present policy 
of turning Europe over to totalitarianism by complete default. Nicaragua has just become the first nation to ratify the historic San Francisco Charter. The Nicaraguan Congress passed it today and President Somoza signed it tonight. First out of the 50. But the United States still has the opportunity to be the first of the big five powers to ratify. Let's hope we make it. Good night. Thank you very much, Mr. Cousinborn. Old Mark Anthony called, Friends, lend me your ears. But I'd like to... And I'll show you a real shaving performance with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, the shave cream of champions. Here's a rich, light, fluffy cream, easy and pleasant to use, and made specially for you men with wiry whiskers and naturally dry, sensitive skin. Honestly, then, you just don't know how slick and quick, how smooth, cool, and comfortable brushless shaving can be until you try Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. And notice Colgate Brushless isn't gooey or greasy, doesn't gum up your razor, and rinses off your face and razor in a jiffy. Get that jumbo jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight and enjoy champion shaving performance tomorrow. This evening, Colgate Shave Cream has presented Mr. H.V. Cosenborn, pinch-hitting for Bill Stern, who is away on his vacation. We invite you to listen again next Friday night at the same time over these same stations to H.V. Cosenborn with his keen analysis of the news. Be with us next Friday evening and each Friday night at this time, while Mr. H.V. Cosenborn takes over for Bill Stern. Far away, he's visiting army camps along the way. For the next three weeks till he gets back to keep you posted on the facts, we bring you Mr. Carlton Bourne, C-O-L-G-A-T-T. Just a minute, Mrs. America. When Germany surrendered unconditionally, the national spirit went up, but used fat collections are going down. So I want to remind the ladies that our war against Japan calls for colossal quantities of fat. Yes, calls for every drop you can save from your cooking. It's needed for scores of vital war supplies, medicines and soaps for military and home use. So save as you've never saved before. Your butcher will give you two red points plus four cents for every pound you turn in. If you live in a rural community or your regular meat dealer does not accept used fat, call your home demonstration agent immediately. H.V. Cottonborn appears on this program through the courtesy of the Pure Oil Company. This is the National Broadcasting Company.